What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coworking Weekly Show. As always, I'm your host, Alex Hellman, and I'd like to start by asking you a question. When you think of someone who works in a coworking space, who do you imagine? Most people think about people who work in tech and creative and design and startups and freelancers and people who work remotely for all kinds of other companies. And while you might imagine a lawyer coming in to give a lecture on how to protect your intellectual property or to help you review a contract, you probably wouldn't expect a lawyer to be an active member of a co-working community. Well, today I look forward to busting that myth by introducing you to Stefan Matanovitz. Stefan has made himself a fixture here in our community, and we thought it would be useful to get some of his perspective on what it's like to be a lawyer, an actual full-time practicing attorney who not only runs his entire practice out of a co-working space without private offices, but by being involved and taking a very strategic approach to building relationships in the most genuine way possible, he's actually been able to grow his business in some ways that you might not expect. Stefan is absolutely brilliant in this conversation that he had with Sam Abrams, who you met back in episode 16. And I think you're going to find this episode to be an absolute treasure trove of advice and insights, whether you're a member of a co-working space, you work for a co-working space, or you're just trying to figure out how co-working even fits into the world of business now and in the future. And I don't want to give away too much, but if you believe in the same thesis I do, that co-working isn't just a better way to get work done, but it makes people better people, this episode is going to blow your mind. I think you're going to learn a lot listening to Sam and Stefan, so let's get on with the show to talk to you a little bit about being a lawyer here because I don't think that's a profession that people usually think oh yeah lawyer co-working um, and how you've really made Indie Hall your home. It is very much so and it, when I started here I didn't really know what co-working was so it's been a learning experience for me as well. And so what are some of the things that that you like about working here versus anywhere else? So I spent the first 15 years of my career doing what a typical lawyer does, working in a high rise, wearing a suit, you know, what you see on TV, only <laughs> much less flashy and exciting. Uh, no, it, to be more serious, just working in an, a, a, you know, an office environment. My last firm had you know, 700 lawyers, 160 partners. You know, there's, it's a big, giant thing you know so 100 800 lawyers and you know about a thousand support staff so it's this giant operation and i went from that to being a solo practitioner with no admin I'm, it's just me and it's been a learning experience how to how to work in a loud environment how to work around a lot of people who are doing nothing related to what you're doing it's been really fun it's been interesting sort of charting my own way and discovering myself, rediscovering myself professionally, while at the same time engaging with my own work in a way that I never did before. So that's, it's been a learning experience for me as well. And so uh, one of the, the ways, just thinking of your phrase, engaging mm -hmm. with your own work in a different way, do you want to talk a little bit about what you did today? So when I started here, gosh, two and a half years ago, I really didn't know anyone. I knew, actually, I came to, to Indy Hall to have coffee with my friend Thomas Watson, who was a member here at the time. I had just started my firm in my living room, <laughs> and I, I was driving my now ex-wife out of her mind just by being in the house and being underfoot because she worked out of our house too. And I was going crazy because I need to be around people. That's just my nature. So I came here, and uh, I didn't know anyone, and I wanted to introduce myself, so I held office hours. 
I did that again today, two and a half years into my, my tenure here at Indy Hall. And the way I do that is I, I schedule out half hour blocks, come talk to me about whatever you want, whether it's an ongoing issue, your next project, whatever. And, and that time is on me. I don't charge for anything for it. And if we want to work together afterward, then we, you engage me and that's that. Uh, and I talked to eight different people today uh, in those time slots, everything from how to set up a business to a contract for a comic book to, you know, all manner of things. And it's just awesome because I talk to people, like there are people here who didn't know there was a lawyer who worked here, for example. They may see me every day in the kitchen, not know what I do because I'm just that strange bald guy who walks around and stands up at his desk all day. And makes bacon. And I make bacon quite a bit, yes. Um, that only makes sense if you've been to Indy Hall. Otherwise, you have no <laughs> idea what Sam is talking about. Um, so yeah, so I held office hours in, you know, in a, a confidential manner in, uh, in a conference room here. And I had you know, really constructive conversations with a lot of different people about a lot of different things. About half of them, you know, we talked about a, a retainer or being retained afterward. The other half, they got their information and they're happy with that. I'm perfectly content with that, that realization rate. I didn't expect everything here to turn into an engagement. In fact, it would have been a little weird if every <laughs> single one had turned into an engagement because I see my role here not only as making money to you know, pay my mortgage and feed my kids, but also to be a constructive member of the, of the community. And you know, the reason I work here and not at some office space is because I want to be a member of the community and engage with the, 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 the people I serve, whether it's clients or community members, in a way that's not just transactional. So that's what today was. It was, a, it was, you know, yes, it's helping people with their business, and yes, it hopefully leads to more business for me, but it also is how can I help the community help itself? Yeah, and I, I see that all the time as you being a very active and contributing member of the community, whether it is professional or um offering advice on whatever it is that's going on, <laughs> making waffles. Um, that's I'll, kind of my nature, too, which yeah. is why I can't work alone. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I don't have anybody to make waffles for. Uh, and one of the things we were also talking about was how you get to connect people in the yes. community. Yes. That's my favorite thing about being a lawyer in general, I think, is knowing the strengths and the weaknesses of your clients, your friends, whatever, knowing what they need and understanding how to connect them in ways that they may not know that they need to be connected or can benefit from being connected. You know, if putting people in a room together that may not otherwise intersect and find that they have a lot of synergy with whatever they're working on or their next idea. That's awesome. I love that because not only do I get sort of the personal reward of like putting friends together to do fun things, but those people may need legal services. Mm -hmm. So when they need a lawyer to do whatever, I hope they look to me. And that is both personally rewarding and potentially professionally rewarding as well. So um, I always look at it. I like to partner with my clients and I like to partner with my friends so that when their businesses or their ideas grow, my circle of influence or my business can grow as well along with them. That's sort of the model that I've used to base my practice on. It's also... That kind of connecting people is sort of how I like to live my life outside of my business, too. So one of the things you're talking about is 
tunneling, which is what Adam and I do, it's an integral part of how Indie Hall works is that there are people that here that are invested in drawing connections between people, getting to know them and figuring out ways to connect people that might not meet otherwise, mm -hmm. just like you're talking about. Um, and so one of the things I was wondering is how, and um, by the way, you do that very well. Like Thank I you. remember being very new and you were one of the first people I met. Mm -hmm. um, so how can a member of any other co-working space start to do that, start to look at ways to be that active in their community? I, I think it starts with a smile and an introduction. Like when I see someone new, I walk up to them and introduce myself and say, hi, I'm Stefan. Who are you? Well, I'm not quite that. I don't phrase it that way. But <laughs> I introduce Who are you? <laughs> who, what are you doing? No. Uh, <laughs> I introduce myself. Like, but, and it's not like, who are you and how can I transact with you? It's, who are you? What, what makes you happy today? You know, what, uh, can I help you make coffee? Can I, whatever, whatever they're, you know. I like to talk to people, and I, I have made it a point in my time here at Indy Hall to, whenever I see a new face, talk to them. And I have a genuine interest in the people that I meet and what motivates them and what they like and what they don't like. And as I develop a relationship with them, understand what they're excited about, what they're afraid of, what they're, you know, what makes them people and what makes them interesting. And everybody has a story that way. And it's a genuine interest in the in the, the well-being of the people around me and as I develop those relationships then the the ways to connect the dots become apparent you know in sort of a, a beautiful mind red string across <laughs> the board kind of way no but really like like if you know people and you know what motivates them and you know what they're interested in then you see those connections I mean you're you guys are talking about you're really good at it too but those relationships don't become clear at the superficial level. Like, oh, you're a coder, so I'm only going to come to you with coding problems. No, because you may also be a coffee fanatic, or you may also be whatever, uh, into knitting. And then, oh, there's somebody else who's into knitting, but that person is an architect. You know, we have architects and coders here, so... So knowing more than just the superficial, like, oh, you're a coder, so you're, I'm only coming to you with coding questions, go beyond that. Understand who they are and what motivates them. You see those connections much more readily. And that's, I mean, I try to do that day to day. It doesn't always work because some days I'm busy or some days I'm tired or some days I'm whatever. But knowing those, nurturing those relationships at, at the, like the interpersonal level, because, I mean, when it all comes down to it, whether it's business or friendship or whatever, interpersonal relations matter most. And having those, uh, nurturing those relationships, because those are things that have to be worked at. They don't just spontaneously manifest, right? Becoming friends with somebody is work. And becoming coworkers with somebody, I think, is also work. But then it rewards itself. It rewards you. It rewards the work in a lot of different ways that you may not have initially understood. I certainly didn't understand it before I came to Indy Hall. And to backtrack just a little bit, mm -hmm. only because, I mean, we're we have a wonderful place where we get to just be this outgoing all the time. <laughs> yes. But for folks that are used to a more usual work environment mm -hmm. where you go in, you go to work, you work from nine to five, you put your head down, you do your work, you take a break for lunch, you say, oh, this coffee, and then you leave. How do you create, I guess for you, you have a presence around Indie Hall in the way that you introduce yourself to people because it's not just smiling and say hi, there's a particular way you do it. Mm -hmm. Or how do you create 
good habits to make sure you're still continuously meeting people or having those initial interactions? Because I know you don't go up to someone and say, hello, what are you afraid of? No. And it would be weird because I'm 6'4 and bald. <laughs> if I did that, it would be really weird. It'd be uh, you. <laughs> yes. I'm afraid of the bald man who's in my face. No, look, it's, it's, I'm not good at small talk. I'm not at all good at small talk. I've never liked it. But I also understand that it's, it's I think, essential to, to, to breaking down some of those interpersonal barriers because everyone here has a story and everyone here has value and everyone here, and in every work environment, I'm using here as a, as a metaphor, but in every environment, everybody brings something to the table that is unique and really interesting. And it's like, I'm genuinely curious about what people have to offer, not just like, what can I get from you, but like, what can you teach me? Like, what can I help you learn? Those are things that I'm curious about and that I strive to teach my children to be curious about. And that I, I like, I genuinely, I work at it. So, I mean, I worked in office environments and I was the same way. I would just like walk up to random people and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. <laughs> I mean, we all worked in the same place, right? So we had an affinity by virtue of the same, having the same employer, but like, you know, who do you, like, what can we do together? Like, what, what's a project that you and I can work on together so we get to know one another? And, you know, it's sort of through the, here I think, because there's so much that goes on outside of the sort of the four corners of what we do professionally, that there's a lot more avenues to, whether it's to go get a drink or to go cook something together or whatever, that you wouldn't necessarily have in an office, but there are ways to, you know, to work together on projects, for example, just walk up to someone and say, hey, what do you do? What can we do together to see how our practices in the law firm, how our practices can work together to maybe grow both? Um, or if it's another environment, if it's, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, sort of a, a more typical office environment, like what does your department do and how can we uh, increase efficiency by getting to know one another better? So, I mean, I think as awkward as it sounds, just like talk to as many people as you possibly can. Be that guy. Like, or that woman, like be the one who, who, the person who is known to like, who knows everybody, be the mayor of your office. You know, I often joke that my father is the mayor of the town he lives in because he knows everybody. You know what? He makes friends. He just walks up to people and says, hi. Cause he just, you know, I mean, I, I do it. I'm bad with names, but I figure by the third time I introduce myself to you, I'll remember your name. <laughs> Honestly, it, for me, it has taken a lot of work cause I'm just not particularly good at it. It has never been something that I enjoyed but i've come to understand the benefit for myself and for sort of the greater community of just being a really active engaged member you weren't good at um being engaged and being curious i was always curious i was always very bashful and, and sort of introspective oh. yes it's something i've had to work at um I what am, does working at that look like Lots of really awkward handshakes. <laughs> no, like I, I just, it's, it's not, it's not something that comes naturally to me. Uh, and I've had to work, I could just as easily like go from my office to the gym to my house and then read and go to bed. Like that is the most frictionless way for me. Mm -hmm. But I also know that I'm not going to meet anybody at that way. And I'm not going to expand my network and I'm not going to meet new clients and I'm not going to learn about a lot of things that I don't know about because I'm curiosity is something that like 
I think when we stop being curious, we stop learning and we can might as well just die because that's the end of life. I, I firmly believe like curiosity is my biggest motivator because I never want to stop learning whether it's, you know, that's the best thing about working here is like I learn about how to write code. I learn about how to publish books. I learn about how to knit things I never would have learned in a law firm. Like, and it's because I've gone out of my way to look, to express interest, like genuine interest in what people are doing. I think it's maybe I'm just stuck on the idea of uh, going to work, going to the gym, going home or different orders, whatever, whatever. your thing is. Yeah. <laughs> but I like thinking about it as um, curiosity and interaction as a muscle that you have to build up. Yes. Because what's funny to me for folks that don't know Stefan, the idea of you not being good at that naturally seems very weird. <laughs> it seems like you're saying that you are an elephant. Like, you know, it, it just is like, no, 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 that doesn't make yeah. sense. Um, and I like the idea of that as, as something that you had to build up just like you would build your muscles or you'd build stamina. Well, I think any, any human interaction, you know, we are, we are social animals biologically. Some of us are better at it than others. And I was never really good at it. I was a really socially awkward kid probably a socially awkward adult, <laughs> probably still am to some way, to some degree, a really socially awkward adult. And I've had to sort of break out of that awkwardness. And it's still awkward sometimes. Like, this is awkward. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Oh, good. I think uh, so too. This is very awkward. <laughs> but I also, like, I have benefited personally from exercising that muscle, to use your metaphor. And I've learned a lot. And I've met a lot of great people. So to conclude, what does... I have hints of this, I feel like. What do you, working here on your best day, what does that look like? Uh, my best day. Uh, I solve problems. Like, it was funny. I was reflecting on, over, over the Christmas holiday, I was sort of taking stock of the year that happened and making plans for the next year. Not necessarily like, resolutions because I think those are kind of can we curse on this? I think it's kind of bullshit. I think it's kind of <laughs> I think it's kind of bullshit because it's there's no way to hold yourself accountable. And I and I, I like setting goals that you can measure against. That's sort of how I run my own practice. Um so like I was thinking about like what distinguishes the way I practice now from the way I practiced before. And like I look at my 15 years in the firms as I was paid to be a bully. Whether it was a deal or litigation, I was, I was a blunt instrument paid to be a bully. I don't do that now. Like I'd rather give you a hug than punch you in the face. Like really like that's. Oh good. Yeah. Like no, no, not like literally. <laughs> Cause that ties into what you're afraid of. <laughs> no, but like professionally, like I want to help you build things. That's my job is to to put pieces together to make things as opposed to breaking them down. And so a good day is when I help people build something or I help somebody make a living from their passion, whether it's my artist clients or my coder clients. Or um, So the days, that I, the days that are most fulfilled, today was a really fulfilling day for me because I talked to eight different people who had really radically divergent problems but for all of whom I could help 
in some way, at least in some small ways, connect answers with their problems and help them take either whether it's a side project or their main sort of jobby job, do something and make a living at what they love. And those are the days that are most rewarding. The days that I hate are the days when I have to chase clients for money or, you know, I have clients who are complaining. I mean, but that happens all the time. That, you know, that's life, right? Because those days are, you know, they're not all sunshine and roses. But a great day is the day when I help somebody build something, whether it's an idea or a physical good. That was totally awesome. And I'm always so proud when we have an opportunity to give our members a platform to share their own stories because they really do understand some of this stuff even better than we do. Which is why I'm excited to be extending that invitation to even more people who work in co-working spaces at the People at Work Summit. See, I can't even count the number of co-working conferences I've been to, but I can count the number of times I've seen a member sharing on stage, and it's not very many. See, here's what I'd like to challenge you to do. If you are not a member of a co-working space, but you either run one or help run one or own one, consider listening to this episode with some of your members and have a conversation about it. I bet you there's at least one thing that they'd be able to apply today to get even more value out of their membership. And if they got anything out of this podcast, or you did, we'd love to see you at the People at Work Summit itself. And the best part is, is you don't have to travel to get there. This is an entirely online event, the first of its kind for our community. Stefan, Sam, Adam, myself, Dr. Timory from last episode, we're all going to be there and we hope you join us. So wherever you're listening from, mark your calendar for April 21st and check out peopleatworksummit.com for more information, including when and where to buy tickets, how much they're going to be, who else is speaking, and a whole lot more. Oh, and one other thing, we're looking for some speaker nominations and we'd love to hear from you. Our talks are going to be designed to be expert and actionable. So while it's nice to be inspired, we're really looking for talks that are going to be able to give other attendees something to walk away with and put into action. Right now, we're especially looking for nominations in continents outside of North America. So if you're in Europe, Africa, Asia, or even South America, your nominations are going to help us keep our speaker list well-rounded, as well as build a schedule that includes a whole lot more time zones. So head over to peopleatworksummit.com slash nominate and tell us a little bit more about who you'd like to see on the roster. I can't wait to see your submissions, and until the next episode, I hope you have a great week. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Stefan. You're welcome. We're now, we're now done with this incredibly awkward process. <laughs> so awkward. And I could never podcast for a living. It's very difficult, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, that was great. No, that was totally awesome.